Gil Scott Heron said, The revolution will not be televised. And yet we've seen oppression, suffering, and resistance streamed in real time across this country and around the world, from Palestine to D.C. In times like these, it's imperative to have a station like WPFW that centers justice, reflects hope, and fosters solidarity throughout our music and public affairs programming. From February 4th through the 24th, we offer you the opportunity to partner with us in this critical work of liberation by donating during our Winter Pledge Drive and ensuring that WPFW will be here to chronicle the revolution. WPFW, Revolutionary Radio for Revolutionary Times. Peace, y'all. This is Rod Stars. This is G1. Together, we rebel Diaz. And when we are here in D.C., the DMV, we bump WPFW. Washington, every Tuesday, 9 to 10 a.m., Voices with Vision. You heard? We've been trying to move this struggle from a lower to a higher level. This is Voices with Vision, bringing you news and analysis. It's about cutting-edge social justice issues by mixing various voices and ideas with information, cultural expressions, and commentary. Voices with Vision airs every Tuesday on your jazz and justice station, WPFW. February 6th, 2024 edition of Voices with Vision, our first show of the Winter Fun Drive. This is when you get to express material support for revolutionary radio for revolutionary times to do your part and take solace that you're going, you're among those keeping revolutionary radio alive. I'm one of your co-hosts, Nepha Freeman. Here in the virtual studio with Brother Craig. I'm trying to see if Brother Craig is set. Can you hear me yet, Brother Craig? You can't hear me. Uh, we're getting the things together here. So we have a goal of $500 before the top of this hour as we get as we get to a good show that we have planned for you. So we're hoping to get some new supporters, that, that significant group who listen regularly but who haven't taken that step of contributing to the sustenance of what we clearly and they clearly uh, uh, feel is important to have on the airwaves. The number to call is 202-588-9739 or 800-222-9739. That's 202-588-9739 or 800-222-9739. Online, you can go to WPFWFM.org um, and, or Cash App us using the dollar sign WPFW. Make sure to put Voices with Vision there in, as the purpose for your contribution during this hour. And uh, today we have two informative and compelling interviews Updates, you know, recorded beforehand that they're necessary updates on issues we previously covered. This is on the first one is on Guinea-Bissau, the land of the revolutionary Amilcar Cabral and the people's electoral decisions that are being denied from them. We had Imani Emoja on before. We're bringing Imani, Brother Imani on again to update us on that. And the second segment is about the new McCarthyism going on, that Red Scare witch hunt 
uh, this targeting the African People's Socialist Party. We'll get the latest on that. In the case of the Uhuru Three, we'll be speaking with uh, uh, Brother Comrade Amali Yastatella, talking about where that case is and the implications of, the, uh, of that. So um, before before we get, we're going to give you a little taste of a uh, little taste tribute to the birthday of Bob Marley with Luciano. Luciano, I think. Nefer Freeman uh, in the virtual studio doing a little solo interview on this one. Uh, some people may remember that, I don't know, it's been a few shows back that we had Brother Imani Umoja on 
all the way from Guinea-Bissau. He's with the PAIGC in Guinea-Bissau and also the All-African People's Revolutionary Party and, and also on the steering committee of the Black Alliance for Peace's U.S. Out of Africa Shutdown AFRICOM campaign. And he was on talking to us about back in June 4th of this year, of, of last year, to June 4th, 2023, the masses of the people in Guinea-Bissau under the leadership of the PAIGC elected the PAI Terraronka Coalition to an absolute majority of the People's National Assembly, the AMP, and they elected the president of the PAIGC, Domingo Simos Perea, uh, as the president. I hope I just pronounced that <laughs> as the president, making him the second responsible in the state of Guinea-Bissau. And so what Omani was updating us on at the time, which was a, a few shows back, is the denial of the PAI Terraranka coalition to assume their uh, rightful, duly elected role in governing Guinea-Bissau, and particularly blocked by the president of Guinea, and Umani's here with us again to explain all this better than I can, is Umaro Sissoko Mbalo, who's the president of Guinea. This is distinct from the president of the People's National Assembly, these two roles in, in how Guinea-Bissau has it. And we're going to get an update on that since since what's been taking place is that they're armed, masked men blocking the National People's Assembly so the people can't get in to do their – the politicians to do their work. And that now there's a campaign. We're calling for ECOWAS, the Economic Community of West African States. And you may have – you heard us talking about that last week and and, and how the – uh, Alliance of Sahel states have left ECOWAS, but now we're going to talk about Guinea-Bissau and what ECOWAS, what we're calling, what's being called for ECOWAS to do. ECOWAS actually currently has an armed a, a contingent of 650 armed soldiers in Guinea-Bissau, um, their armed stabilization mission in Guinea-Bissau. They've had their since 2022, and but yet – Nothing is being done to deal with this blatantly unconstitutional act and denial of the people's will. And Imani, welcome back to Voice of Vision. So I want to thank you so very much, my brother and comrade Nefa, for allowing us to exchange some ideas with you on this uh, very important radio program, this independent radio program. And I hope that those who are in the listening audience can make a contribution to the FundMe of this program so it can stay independent and keep on reaching the mass of our people because the enemy relies on ignorance and misinformation. It's not uh, just by chance that they have so many different radio stations like Voice of America, BBC, broadcasting in many languages. Like here in Africa, you know, they have it in Zulu, Swahili, Yoruba, Igbo, and some of every language so they can corrupt our thoughts because everything we do, we think before we do it. And most of us anyway, <laughs> even though there's some people who, who don't get information, they still think that they're thinking and they take <laughs> very That's bad right. actions. So we hope that uh, those who are thinking when they do when they have a patient operating table, that uh, they're thinking correctly based upon science before they start cutting people. And you did, a, in my opinion, you did a very good analysis of what's going on. We just want to go a little further and say that for many, many years, we used to hear people like Seiko Torre and Kwame Nkrumah and Cabral say that that the enemy's struggle against us is all the time, day and night, and it's internal struggle. Some people get tired of hearing that, but it looks like it's true. No, it looks like it's true. I'm sure it's true. Because they still think that they can wipe out these uh, people's instruments, the instruments of democracy, where our people form an instrument like a political party, so we can protect our interests, make sure that our, our children are born healthy and able to go to a good school, get a good job, that we have security, that we develop ourselves. But uh, they don't want that. They just wanted to exploit our resources and not just the natural resources in the oceans and the rivers and below the ground, but our human resources as well. So this is why they're attacking the PIDC, because they want to have Guinea-Bissau, the not only its natural resources, but the geopolitical strategic area that it occupies. And just to give an example, we have a very deep water port in southern Guinea-Bissau in a place called Buba which is one of the third largest ports in all of Africa, but it hasn't been developed yet. When it's developed, it will change the economic situation in all of West Africa. Because as I'm talking to you right now, most of the ports in West Africa are owned by French. The one in Dakar, the one in Abidjan, Ivory Coast, 
owned by the French, a, a, a French company called Bellatron, which also owns some other ports in countries that weren't colonized by the French. So this just give you an example how important it is for them. In addition to all, we're going we're to start drilling for some uh, a lot of petroleum deposits in June. And we have a lot of uh, bauxite in the eastern part of the country, a lot of phosphite in the northern part of the country. We've got more than 100 different natural resources. In addition to all the natural resources we have, like the more than 100 and something strategic mineral resources, uh, in addition to the petroleum, they're going to start drilling in June. And we have a very uh, strategic geopolitical location in this part of West Africa. We have uh, 88 islands, of which only 44 are inhabited by human beings. We have one of the deepest ports in all of Africa. There are only two other places in Africa have ports deeper than ours. But ours has not been developed yet. When it's developed, a lot of the large ships that uh, go to places like Dakar, Senegal, or Banjul, the Gambia, or Conakry, or Kamsa in Guinea, Conakry, or Abidjan in uh, Ivory Coast, and even as far as Lagos and uh, Takari in Ghana and, and in Nigeria, they'll come here because it'd be cheaper. Because the cheapest transportation in the world is ships. And the larger the ship, the cheaper the transportation is. But the problem you have is you have some ports that are not deep enough to handle these big ships. Our port, when it's developed, we can have four ships that can carry 240,000 square tons at a time. If you have some good machinery to unload it very quickly, it'll be very, very cheap. And we can build a railroad from Guinea-Bissau through a part of Guinea, Conakry, Senegal, up to Bamako in Mali. In fact, this is a project we had. Uh, it's still on the table, but we had it. We were starting to move it with the MPLA, led government of Angola, and a coup happened as a result of that. So there's a lot of stakes. So what are they doing? First, they thought they could trick the people to thinking that the PIC is fading away and they got the better project. And then they used a lot of resources from France and Senegal, which is a neocolony of France we have a border with, to make sure that they brought a lot of money in here to try to buy people in the villages, put up a lot of propaganda. At the same time, with the other hand, trying to tap the PIGC, stopping us from having our Congress, trying to divide us, having infiltrators inside the party. It didn't work. We did a campaign without material, without propaganda, and we still won. The people, as you mentioned, they gave the, over, the absolute majority to the PIDC and its coalition called PAI Tereranka. The neocolonials that sit in the presidential palace only got 24% of the vote. So what did they do? They just decided to violate everything, violate the, act like the Constitution doesn't exist, like no laws that exist, and the institutions don't exist. In addition to having armed masked men surrounding the National People's Assembly, they had armed masked men surrounded the Supreme Court building for three days and three nights, as well as the House of the President of the Supreme Court. And as you mentioned, you have a what is called a ECOWAS stabilization mission. They didn't do anything, but that's what they're supposed to do. They're supposed to make sure they stabilize things. How can you not do anything when armed masked men are surrounding the Supreme Court for three days and three nights? Mm-hmm. And everybody's asking, who sent these armed, armed masked men? And the, the neocolonial president, Umar Sikoko and Bala said it wasn't him. It wasn't our government that sent them. So they forced the Supreme Court judge, the president of the Supreme Court, to resign under duress. Mm. After they get, after they made this illegal decree, anti-constitutional decree, saying that the, that the National People's Assembly is dissolved, why did they do it? Because it's the National People's Assembly that elects the National Electoral Council. And this year, 2024, we're supposed to have presidential elections. And he knows he won't win because the He's, he's brought about the hatred, the wrath of the people against him. And he knows mm-hmm. that the, the people have more confidence, particularly the youth, the women, and the workers and farmers. They have more confidence in our People's Party, the PAGC. That's why they're doing all this. So what have they been doing recently since the last time we had an opportunity to do an interview with them in December? It's, uh, they've been using a lot of violence, kidnapping some people, attacking the radio station. He even said publicly that he wants the police to follow all the journalists. And if a journalist says anything bad against him, to arrest him right there on the spot. Don't wait for any type of judicial mandate. Don't wait for anything from the attorney general's office or the district attorney. Don't wait for this to arrest him right there on the spot. Hmm. Uh-huh. Yes. And the other thing that they did, so that it's, it's like no institution is functioning at all. Mm-hmm. And what he called, what they call the presidency, it's not really a presidential guard. It's a group of armed militia. And so uh, they've been stopping people from having... Uh, political manifest, any type of manifestations, in fact, except the group that they work with. What he, what he's trying to do now is take over a few of these smaller parties. You know, he tried the best he could, best he didn't work. It was that it was so he's trying to get a, some of the smaller parties 
try to divide them up and get some people on his side. And that's not working either. But yesterday they allowed uh, a small group of a party called PRS to have a, a rally uh, inside the country. They allowed that one. But the other real PRS went to have their rally and after they tried to stop them. Mm. They stopped in one part, they went to another part, they're doing. So it's, uh, it's just like, uh, authoritarian, authoritarianism, a dictator mm-hmm. with authoritarian powers. But, uh, the, the rap of the people is really against them. So the other thing they're doing is now said they're going to close down radio stations. They want to stop political debates on, the, you know, we have some very hot political debates on our radio station. He's going to put a stop to that one as well. <laughs> mm, I guess yeah. you can. You can't yeah. take that. And check people. this out. Check this out. The 20th of January is called Heroes Day because it was on the 20th of January in 1973 that Amir Kakabra was assassinated. So every year we commemorate that day as Heroes Day. The Amir Kakabra mausoleum is uh, next to the graves of some other heroes and heroes like Tatina, Sella, etc. They stopped the daughter of Emil Kakabrao and the ideological family of Emil Kakabrao and the general public from going inside there to see Emil Kakabrao this year for the first time ever. Wow. I mean, we've been through, we've been through civil wars, political uh, disputes. We've had some of everything happen. Never has anybody stopped the people from going to see Emil Kakabrao. Mm. That's on the, the mm. 20th in the morning. In the evening, there's a, a big Emil Kakabrao statue close by the airport. They call it Emil Kakabrao Plaza. We went there again with the, with some of the comrades in arms for Emil Kakabrao, his, his, his biological family as well. It's a public park. When we got the people exercising, but because we're the PA, see, the police, you could tell the police were really reluctant, but the police came and said, I'm sorry, we got, we got superior mm-hmm. orders. You can't be here today. You don't got any. Of course, some of our people really got mad, you know, screamed and cried and all that. But they, for the first time in history, mm-hmm. they split us up from there. So on the mm-hmm. 23rd of January, it's uh, called uh, Freedom Fighters Day. Because it was the 23rd of January, 1963, that the first uh, shots were fired against Portuguese colonialism. They interfered with that one. The 30th of January is called Guinea Women's Day. Because it was on the 30th of January, 1973, that Tatina Silla, who was a heroine figure for all of our struggle, our hero, heroine women, it's the day that she was uh, ambushed on her way to Mio Cacabral's funeral mm-hmm. in the northern part of the country, a place called mm-hmm. Farin, in the Farin River. So her daughter, along with some comrades of Tatina Silla, went to the Tatina Silla Park in front of the Kwame Nkrumah National High School, a public park, to put flowers on the grave. They, they, they blocked them from going there. Again, now you can look at the face of the police there. They didn't want to do it. You know, they weren't involved in anything. They didn't allow them to have it. But they said, we got superiority. You can't come here. And then the following day, she got fired from her job. She's been working at City Hall as long as I've been knowing her, more than 30-something years, huh? I think everything she came back from studying, she's been working in the city hall. The following day, and she cried when she was, she would cry when she was giving us, uh, interview on the television. You know, my mother was never buried. She was killed in the river. And I didn't have the right to see her. We didn't have a right. To, I had to grow up without my mother. And now I'm, every year I come to put, uh, flowers on her grave. Now they deny me from going. So she was crying. Okay. You know what? We, we just pause in this interview for right for a quick second. We, you know, want to thank the anonymous in, in Bowie, Maryland. It says, keep up the great work. This is an interview you're not going to hear anywhere else. You want to treat yourself, treat yourself to WPFW. It's a treat and a pleasure and a gratification to contribute to us. We only got, we have less than 500 to go now with the contribution, but we do need it. So 202-588-9739 or 800-222-9739. It's how we keep this revolutionary radio alive for revolutionary times. We're going to listen to the rest of the interview. Hopefully we can get some some going. going. And also WPFWFM.org. Hit the donate button. Back to the interview. So what, how did they reward her? The next day they fired her from City Hall. That's how uh, anti-human these, uh, this, this small regime is. Yeah, you know I'm saying it's a small regime though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, go ahead. No, this is great background. I wanted to because we <laughs> now it also indicates something here. For, it's a desperation. They can't afford for the the legacy revolutionary legacies to be honored. They they obviously see these things as threats, you know. Um, so I was wondering exactly. if you could comment on that, and in particular, if we can get into Akawas and because we talked about that last time, and what just recently happened that we talked about on our show last, Brother Craig and I was the Alliance of Sahel States making the decision to come out of ECOWAS. So, but 
And and if you can some wrapping all this up into one, just to make, then we actually have this campaign with the APRP. There's the campaign to pressure, put some pressure on. So I want to feed, the, uh, share that information with everyone so they can, if there's a way to participate. That I know it said from the first to the third, but you know this is a, this will be it'll, this will be airing on the sixth. But if there's any any way for people to still contribute to the to the right outcome, yeah, we want to say that Guinea-Bissau, which was founded by the National People's Assembly, who approved this constitution, was also one of the founders of CDO, along with the PDG party state led by Seiko Torre, the, the PIDC also had control of Cape Verde at the time. So it was a, a natural progression to try to bring coordination at the level of the, at that time, 16 countries in West Africa. I mean, ECOWAS you're talking but, about. Uh, ECOWAS, the Economic mm-hmm. Community of West African States. Mm-hmm. But of course, you know, in the reality, you have a number of those states that are neo-colonial states like Ivory Coast, Senegal, at that time, Upper Upper Volta, which is down Burkina Faso, just before Thomas Sankara came to power. So you had a struggle. At one time, in fact, uh, before the PIDC and the, became into power in Guinea-Bissau and Cape Verde, the PDG was pretty much isolated in West Africa, particularly after the coup against Kwame Nkrumah in Ghana. After 1960, he was isolated because the following they did a coup against Modiba Keita in Mali. So PDG was isolated in Guinea-Conakry. But by the time that the PIDC came to power in Guinea-Bissau and Cape Verde, uh, the balance began to change a little bit, so they found an ECOWAS. But it's only natural that the enemy will make sure they try to increase their influence with the uh, puppet states that they control. In fact, some of their puppet states, before they go to a meeting in ECOWAS, they go to the French embassy to get their instructions. But uh, it's dialectical, <clears throat> just like the African Union, which used to be the OAU, uh, it was in Krumah, Secretary, and others who founded Cabral. He participated, but at that time, Guinea-Bissau was an armed struggle. So you had some revolutionary countries, which were few. They had a lot of neo-colonial countries that were co-founders of the OAU. So the reality is that there's a lot of neo-colonial influence, but it's dialectical. You can't just turn your back and say they don't exist. They exist. Just like the United Nations. The United Nations was founded by some of the most reactionary countries in the world. United States of America, France, England. But at that time, it was only China, Taiwan that was called to the table, to the meeting rooms. But our revolutionary forces began to take over independence of several countries in the world and use the, the People's Republic of China to become a part of the Security Council to try to even out the balance. So it's still a serious struggle on each of these organizations, ECOWAS, African Union, and the United Nations. But you have to work with them. And how do you work with them? When there are clear violations, I'm not just talking about deviations from the Constitution, but clear when people just step on us, dance on top of the Constitution, they had to become involved, which is why we say let's take advantage of the contradiction. The number of ways the people were involved. We did, we did some physical marches. You know, they, they take this gas they got from the Zionists in Israel. They spray it on. It's really outdated to some of the strongest gas I've ever been in contact with in my life. Yeah, I seem like they burn for, for weeks and you just cough all night long. Some people, they, 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 um, they go through strokes. Some people, they didn't you know they pass out. They beat us. They put us in jail. So, you know, the, you want the message to get to the world so the world knows that this is what's going on in Guinea-Bissau. The country did was, you know, of Amir Karkabral. So we said, let's also make con- direct contact with ECOWAS first. Let's call that they have a, a West African parliament. Even though we started the campaign on the first to the third, uh, comrades can still get in contact with them. You can just go to Facebook and put their ECOWAS, E-C-O-W-A-S, uh, West African parliament. Mm-hmm. And they have a messenger, they have what's up there. So you can just send them some messages to encourage them to make Guinea-Bissau a priority to open up the doors to the National People's Assembly. Because the National mm-hmm. People's Assembly is not dissolved. The Constitution of Guinea-Bissau says that at the elections, you cannot dissolve the National People's Assembly for at least 12 months. We just, as you mentioned, we just had elections back in June, six months ago. So there's a, and then even when you have a situation where there's a, serious crisis among institutions like the government has a crisis with the presidency or the government has a crisis with the judicial body etc before you dissolve the national people's assembly you have to call the president of the national people's assembly to have a meeting they have to meet with all the representatives of the parties that position and then you have to meet with the state council and if you decide to dissolve the national people's assembly there's a per- permanent commission of 15 deputies 15 representatives the president, the two vice presidents, the mm-hmm. two secretaries, as well as representatives from the different parties they have. 
But they got the doors locked, so the permanent commission cannot meet. Even the people working there to clean up the floor or who are employees and different right. the different, they can't meet. So they just got that totally blocked. So we want, you know, Ecowas. We know that those who think good know they have to open it up. But maybe Ecowas, some of them might be more preoccupied by what you mentioned earlier: the Sahel states, the uh, the, the, the new alliance of uh, Burkina Faso, Mali, and Niger. By them pulling out of Ecowas, so mm-hmm. that might. Be a serious priority for them, and then you have some attacks against people in Nigeria, and you had a, a, a alleged a coup attempt in Sierra Leone. You had other people who broke out of jail, and then you have a, a struggle in Senegal because the neocon right. puppet there, Mikey Sall, has said he's going to postpone the elections, and they got yeah. the the People's Choice is in jail with a lot of the activists, Democratic activists in jail in Senegal. So they got a lot of struggles they got to deal with, but we right. want to make sure they yeah. get it. So it's one of those priorities. Right. And by doing that, if if we're quiet, you know, they won't. They say, okay, well, they, 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 it must be like spilled milk. They're not crying over. It. No, right. no, no, no. The milk is not spilled. It's, it's somebody declared they want to spill the milk. Right. But uh, we we had a bowl up under that cup when they tried to spill the milk. It got into the bowl, so we got that milk there. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we're going. Well, you can all. You, they can also contact the permanent commissioner of Ecowas. They can contact the president of Ecowas. You know, all you have to do is look for the telephone number of Bolatina um, do. We will also we've just posted this uh, the the document that lays out all these phone numbers and the campaign on the F- Voices with Vision Facebook page. So if you okay, go to excellent. Facebook and go to Voice with Vision, you'll see the document that has all the phone numbers, has a little synopsis of uh, of this uh, campaign and what the background is. So and then, you know, so we'll keep it keep it front and center that way. We got to have you back, brother. I, I wish we had more time. And and then we, we need, I, I almost want to talk to you, too, because we are on the, on the steering committee of the U.S. out of Africa, shut down Africa campaign about this thing where the U.S. is trying to put in three new drone bases in West Africa. But we don't. We'll bring you back for that, maybe, and then you okay. somebody else. But yeah, okay, anytime, so anytime. You know, this is our job. You know, the only the, if there's no resistance, the enemy will dominate our lives. Mm-hmm. So this is our culture. Uh, we have to pay back the debt of those who resisted before us, and also give an example for those who come in behind us. Mm-hmm. It's our cultural responsibility. So it's our pleasure. It's our honor mm-hmm. to be together with you. To be together with. Voices with Vision, as well as all of the revolutionary progressive organizations that are struggling to change the world. We're winning. That's why the enemy is so desperate. That's why they want to bring these drone bait. They're losing. They lost their head. Exactly. Thank you so much. We're speaking with Imani Umoja with the PAIGC and the All African People's Revolutionary Party and the steering committee of the U.S. Out of Africa Shut Down AFRICOM campaign. Thank you so much, brother, for being on Voices with Vision. Thank you. And we're ready for the revolution. Ready for revolution. All right. All right. And you just heard him say we got to pay back the debt. And we want to uh, let you know about a special and and time sensitive uh, gift that is available for those who want to buy a credit card, make a donation of $50 or more. We have a pair of tickets for the 10th annual Bob Marley celebration featuring uh, Luciano. That's on February 8th at 8 p.m. at uh, Howard Theater. And uh, for a credit card donation of $50 or more, you can get yourself a pair of tickets to what is going to be a very inspiring, uplifting, uh, and energizing uh, event. So we need your support. Um, The number to call, 202-588. 9739 or 800-222-9739 and you can also go to the website wpfwfm.org or you can cash app us dollar sign wpfw with a note that uh, your contribution is given during the time of voices with vision Mm -hmm. and it's, it's what we call a twofer you get to go to see Luciano and at least you handle and also know the solace, the gratification of knowing that you support the continuation of WPFW and the gratification of knowing you are part of the reason why we keep going. So like Brother Craig said, 202-588-9739 or 800-222-9739. We only got, come on, we got a little less than $500 to go. So we know y'all appreciate that. Radio that's not for the politically faint of heart, revolutionary radio and revolutionary times. Maybe we can do a little taste of that. Um, the other 
Luciano uh, song that we have um, before we get into it with Omalia Estatella. And we got that. Can we do that one? It's yes. Never Freeman here in the virtual studio with my co-host, partner in crime on the airwaves, Brother Craig. Last year, the federal government indicted three current members of the Uhuru movement based in St. Petersburg and then also of the African People's Socialist Party, uh, alleging that they worked on behalf of the Russian government to spread propaganda and influence local elections, something as absurd on its face. But, you know, that's been a while now. Those facing the charges are uh, Omali Yesatella, founder and chairman of the African People's Socialist Party. Also, Jesse Neville, chairperson of the Uhuru Solidarity Movement, a branch of the movement's white allies. And then Penny Joan Hess, the chairperson of the African People's Solidarity Committee. On Friday, January 26th, of this year, the U.S. Magistrate Judge Anthony Porcelli in the Federal District Court of Tampa, Florida, filed an order recommending the district deny the Uhuru Three's motion for dismissal of the bogus charges, and the case is expected to go to trial later this year. Dates for the trial are expected to be set at a status hearing in February. The Uhuru Three face up to 15 years in prison on these bogus charges of being agents of the Russian government. So we have to keep an eye on the public's eye on this. This is reeks of a new McCarthyism. I mean, it, it, that's what it is. And actually opens the door for this settler colonial state to come after any of us who are trying to stand up for anything, uh, whether it be international, their international atrocities or their domestic ones. All they got to do is say, you know, say anything. So speaking with us back on Voice with Vision, we're delighted to have uh, Comrade Omali Yeshitela, Chairman of the African People's Socialist Party. Welcome back to Voice with Vision. Thank you very much. It's good to be with you. And I think this can be very helpful in breaking out of this uh, kind of information encirclement that the uh, U.S. government has imposed on us using other kinds of platforms that normally dominate the whole information distribution system here uh, in this country and around the world, in fact. So thank you. It's good to be with you, Napa. Thank you. So can you give us, so, I mean, if there's anything I missed that could uh, give a contextualization of this, maybe even a little bit of the history, because I don't, my mind was just a little summary touching on stuff to tell people where we're at and your analysis. I mean, you got, you know, your analysis is good on these things in terms of the implications for other people, because people need to know this is not, this is about, you know, this is about y'all, you know, deserve to be defended, but at the same time, it's about the rest of us, too, who are fighting. It's about everybody. And in fact, uh, what normally happens is that uh, the government uh, will hit those who are out front in a certain way to be able to intimidate others and to set precedents that allow them to come uh, for everybody else. And 
The fact is that this question, this whole case reeks around an assault on what's uh, supposed to be First Amendment rights, free speech, and uh, everything that we've been charged with that's characterized as an act uh, that violates the law uh, revolves around the question of speech. There's nothing that they've charged us with that doesn't fit into that category, except what they've done now is to say that the speech, making the speech is worth an act that goes beyond just speech. So they said that the fact that we uh, collected uh, signatures on petitions around the question of genocide and we made a tour around genocide. So that was not speaking, that was, that was going somewhere on a tour uh, to make a speech. So that was part of the acts. And, and they said that I went to Russia, I went to Moscow, and that was an act. And so it's more than just speaking, it's stuff that we did. And of course, this becomes uh, extremely important uh, for a number of reasons. This is something they typically use against African people because to charge us with being agents of Russia is an attempt to negate the whole history of this relationship that black people have with this country, with this government. So if they can simply say that that whatever you did, it doesn't matter uh, what it is that you said. In fact, they said that they to negate the ability of uh, successfully using as a defense uh, this uh, history, the fact that what they're charging us with is stuff that I've been doing for more than 50 years. So they negate that by saying that the, the charges are content neutral. It's not what we said, it's the fact that Russia told us to say it that allows them to charge us. So in so doing, it's an attempt to negate the fact that we have always fought for the freedom of black people. We have always uh, said genocide. You can check our records and our history and our newspapers. Uh, since the inception, we've talked about genocide against African people and we've gone different places around the world. I mean, I've spoken in Spain to international audiences. I've spoken in Nicaragua, in Nicaragua, just a whole number of places, Suriname, all these other places. But if the government wants to, then it can declare uh, anything that we say, uh, especially if, if somebody else is saying the same thing. They say, if, if Russia says that um, they did this with Du Bois, and this was during the Soviet era, this is in 1952, where they put Du Bois on trial uh, because they said he uh, was working for the Russians. And the Russians initiated or participated in some kind of movement for peace. Dubois was involved in an organization calling for peace. Since the Russians wanted peace, Dubois wanted peace. That meant that he was aligned with Russia and working with Russia. And that's the kind of thing they're doing with us. Opposition on Ukraine, for example. Even though this supposed to be content neutral, they say, what we said is not the thing, but the fact that we aligned with Russia's position in terms of Ukraine, couldn't be that we have agency of our own, couldn't be that we were able to make our own analysis, but if, if it benefits Russia from their perspective of uniting with them and opposing this military uh, expenditures and war that's being made in Ukraine, uh, therefore that makes us a uh, Russian agent. So that's the logic that they use and it's something that makes everybody vulnerable. Everybody is vulnerable. So it, it, mm -hmm. it doesn't matter. Uh, in fact, they said that we're, we're sowing discord well, if there were no discord already, there wouldn't be an NAACP. There wouldn't be any of these other black organizations. We exist because of discord that is in uh, already in the system that we've been brought into. So mm -hmm. this is the kind of you know bogus, nonsensical mm -hmm. uh, approach that they're making uh, to to give me a 15-year prison sentence. Right. All of this is a. Um is a reflection of the fact of how entrenched and how emblematic this country is to and committed to war and destruction around the world and here. So peace is is antithetical to them. And so it's just like they're just trying to find anything. And it also is emblematic to how weak the legitimacy is. Yes. Because, you know, they're, they're scared of truth. So one yes. truth, you got to keep thinking of that one truth can smash a thousand lies. And they're busy telling lies all the time. Yes. And so yes. when y'all speaking the truth, it's a, it's a threat. And it's a crisis, a statement of the crisis that they are uh, involved in right now. Because as you know, inside this country, the society is just riven with all kinds of crises. It's shredding in a thousand different ways. You've got mm -hmm. an ex-president who uh, has been indicted, I think, for something that won, what, what, 60, 90 some odd charges. You've got <laughs> a, a sitting president whose son 
has been indicted and he has been implemented uh, himself in the activities that his son uh, and they're supposed to have taken money from Russia and they're talking about millions of dollars. <laughs> right, that's the right. U.S. government says in this charge against us that over a seven year period, uh, we uh, got something like six thousand uh, dollars from this non-governmental organization in Russia over a seven year period. We raised ten thousand dollars last this last uh, Friday, uh, Tuesday or Friday, uh, in defense of this. This charges against us. Uh, mm-hmm. We raised ten thousand uh, dollars in a matter of two or three hours, and yet, in a in a, in a what seven year period, they claim we got uh, six thousand uh, dollars from this non-governmental agency, uh, and that's evidence uh, of us being paid for purchased by by Russia, which is just an absurdity. I didn't know if you had anything, Greg. I was just trying to let you get in there just in case. Yeah. Well, you know, you you asked my question, what the implications for the rest of us, you know, because there is this uh, false notion that there's a democracy and there's freedom of speech. But really, it's just proven again and exposed the fact that you have freedom of speech to say what you're told to say by the United States government. As long as you read in that script then you have the freedom to read that script. But the freedom for African people to think for ourselves, to act for ourselves, to uh, have our own perspective, to make our own allegiances and have our own political thrust, you know, all of this is forbidden. That's why all African people everywhere and in the United States of whatever uh, political stripe need to be concerned about what's going on because anyone at any time might find themselves in opposition to whatever the uh, the, the government uh, action is of the day and hence find themselves in alignment with you know other countries positions and then be subjected to FBI raids and prosecution and persecution it's mm-hmm. just uh, you know disturbing yeah I just want to say that um it, it, this this question is something that uh, crosses the ideological and political spectrum. I mean, even uh, like Tucker Carlson, who has been you know identified as a white nationalist, right wing person, who was uh, one of the you know most uh, significant high profile uh, pundits uh, for Fox TV, actually uh, on two occasions on Fox came out in defense of us. Uh, we didn't know Tucker Carlson. But he was talking about what a threat this was uh, for free speech. They fired Tucker Carlson. Uh, he uh, actually did this uh, at some event, I think, of the Heritage Foundation as well. They fired Tucker Carlson. Uh, within the last week, I did an interview uh, with Glenn uh, Greenwald, who is a, a lawyer himself, a uh, constitutional lawyer, and has a big you know, following on social media. And that has been viewed by more than half a million people already within the last week. And the responses and comments are extraordinarily favorable. And many of these are people uh, who are considered themselves right wing and some even MAGA uh, folk uh, who see this as a real threat to free speech because it is. And and what happens is this is. Yes, so. We are. This is. We're back in the, the in the live part of the of the show, and we're happy to. Oh, we want to thank. We want to thank uh, uh, the shout out to Ali and Barbara Collier. Keep up the great work, and I hope the phone continues to ring. Is what they say, and they got a pair of the tickets to Luciano. So that means we have four pairs of tickets left. For if you can help us out with contribution of five fifty dollars and you have another person that want to go to this concert with you, you'll be going to the 10th annual Bob Marley celebration featuring Luciano at, that's this Thursday, 8 p.m., this Thursday at Howard Theater, a pairs of tickets to that, um, and the, the doors open at 7 p.m., and the show begins at 8 p.m., and the tickets will be on will call by credit card only. You got, you got to use a credit card in order to do this. The number to call is 202 800 Two 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 nine seven three nine, or go to wpfwfm.org and hit the donate button. Cash App 
In fact, you you may I guess you could do a cash app. I don't know how that would work. We have it t- tends to be checked a little differently and a little later, but it's d- dollar sign WPFW on Cash App. Um, and so we were, you were just hearing us in, in an interview with um, Chairman of the African People's Socialist Party, Omali Yestatella, and then talking about the Uhuru Three, of which he's one, who are being you know persecuted as you heard by the federal government on bogus charges that they are pawns of the of Russia. But, you know, before that, you were hearing what's happening in Guinea-Bissau, and it may seem like it's not really connected. Those of you who identify and want things to be related to the U.S., that's related to the U.S., and, and, you know, it might not have been completely evident to those. But this is the kind of programming, you know, you want to, when you're contributing to WPFW, you're treating yourself to this kind of program. Treat, I guess, is that the right word, Brother Craig? You're providing rewarding yourself yeah for some reason <laughs> that sounds better than treat i don't know why but um but you're rewarding yourself and that is a good way to do it rewarding yourself with um with the kind of programming you won't get anywhere else we want to thank jim and silver spring helping us uh, to get that goal we only got 290 dollars to go if you can do that uh if you can give a contribution you will be contributing to that let me and then you know sustainers are also a good thing if you we have the symbolic contribution of 89 dollars and 30 cents if you can do 89 30 cents a month You'd be contributing a thousand dollars, about thousand seventy-one dollars a year to WP to sustaining Revolutionary Radio and Revolutionary Times. It's not just about our show; it's about other other great programming. If you can do something like twenty dollars per month, a sustainer is a way to go. That's two hundred forty dollars a year. So if you can think that you can give two hundred forty dollars a year, something like that, then that's twenty dollars a month. You can break it down that way. It's only a little bit coming out their credit card. A hundred. If you can do one hundred eighty dollars a year, and you 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 can be a sustainer for fifteen dollars a month. If you can do $150 a year, you can be sustained for $12.50 a month. If you can do $120 a year, then taking only $10 a month out of off of your credit card will you you probably won't really even feel that. So some people won't feel that. So that's that's what we're trying to get to. Um you look like maybe did you yeah. want Well well this uh I know you know, we, our time is short. The time yeah. is now, you know, the foundation of the struggle that you see that's being waged uh, everywhere around us today, uh, you know, here in the United States, around the world, that was built by people's organizations and institutions. And one of those institutions is WPFW, uh, you know, where you have voices with vision that are always being amplified, they're being preserved and presented to you. And your contribution to WPFW allows us to be here and to continue standing without compromise, commercial free now and into the future. So we need you to go to the phone 202 588 39 or 800-222-9739 or go to wpfwfm.org and make a contribution at the level that you feel comfortable and like uh, Neffa was explaining you can even make a a large contribution broken down into manageable uh, chunks if you desire through our sustainer program Mm-hmm. And then just for those who were interested in, because I did ask um, Brother Omal yesterday about getting involved and what it was the um, something Uhuru. Uh, dot yeah, they hands off Uhuru. Hands, right. Dot hands off org. Dot yeah. org. Hands off Uhuru dot org where you can plug in, get more information. We're going to take the, since we couldn't. We won't get the, the interviews. Maybe it might have been almost we were almost about halfway through, maybe. And we're going to t- put that interview on the Facebook page. We'll post the red, the whole entire and its entirety as a as a audio file since we couldn't get to it. But we hope that, you know, though, for those who may be, you know, may have wanted to hear the all of the thing um, that we just we had to break in here and try to, you know, do our part part. We're doing our part as a show to reach the five hundred dollars. We only have, really don't have we only have not two ninety to go now, and then everyone is doing their part to reach that overall goal of the station of thirty thirty um thousand dollars. This is what we need to keep this kind of radio station alive and emancipatory. We call it emancipatory radio. Any immense, any revolutionary liberation struggle worth its salt will engage in have commun- uh, mechanisms for uh, communication. 
for getting out information, for dialogue, and, and, and for the people to be able to engage and, and grapple with the ideas necessary for us to have a better understanding of the struggle that we're in. That's what WPFW is. And so when you're contributing to it, um, you're not just doing it for you know yourself, you're also doing it for the movement. And that's very important. That's why the theme is Revolutionary Radio for Revolutionary Times. We're at a very um, very pivotal time right now. We want to thank uh, Sammy Stewart in Washington, D.C. Also got a pair of the tickets. We got three pairs of the tickets for in the 10th anniversary of Bob Marley's birthday celebration featuring Luciano on September 8th. I mean, sorry, February 8th. I don't know where September came from. Um, that's Thursday at the Howard Theater in Washington, D.C. Doors opening at 7 p.m., but the, the, the performance is at 8 o'clock. Um, and so that mean that helps us get there. People helping us get to the to the goal we have of uh, so we have to raise 240 now. And thank you for that. So anybody who can help, you can get the if you get I think if you get the, the rest of those tickets, that'll be significant. But anyone who can give anything else. 202-588-9739-800-222-9739. Thank you so much for the people who've already contributed and helped us get closer to this goal. Um, 202-588-9739 or 800-222-9739. On, go to, or you can go to WPFWFM.org. If you're listening online already, there's that little donate button at the top left-hand corner. And you just hit that. Um, or is it the top of the hand corner? I'm not sure. I'm not looking at it right now. See where it's at. And then also on Cash App. Um, and for the Luciano tickets, you have to do it with a credit card. Um, and, and just in our last 30 seconds here, I want to say, you know, if, if you're like me, sometimes, you know, you get inundated with all this information about what's going on. It can make you feel sometimes uh, discouraged. But, uh, you know what what you have an opportunity to do to overcome that is to participate and you can participate through support that's right. uh, this and 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 this is not a this is not a wpfw is not a charity wpfw is an institution working on behalf of you and uh you know to enlighten your mind and to give you the information that you need and of course even the music that can strengthen your soul and uplift your spirit so again 202-588-9739 we know that means something to you and uh, you don't want to be frustrated and discouraged on the sidelines you want to get involved and one way to do that very easy is going to your website wpfwfm.org and making a contribution at the level you feel comfortable mm-hmm. so, and if you we always say we're not going to end with the fall back we don't want you to fall back fall forward um, but we do have to end with the song fall back because that's our that's our theme music going out so all right thank you for everybody stay tuned for crossroads with roach brown cd enterprises presents grammy award-winning jazz singer and songwriter gregory porter live in concert february 25th at the theater at mgm national harbor Tickets are available now at mgmnationalharbor.com. Don't miss this generation's most influential jazz sensation, Gregory Porter, live. WPFW, building a better world, one broadcast at a time. Scott Heron said, The revolution will not be televised, and yet we've seen oppression, suffering, and resistance streamed in real time across this country and around the world, from Palestine to D.C. In times like these, it's imperative to have a station like WPFW that centers justice, reflects hope, and fosters solidarity throughout our music and public affairs programming. From February 4th through the 24th, we offer you the opportunity to partner with us in this critical work of liberation by donating during our Winter Pledge Drive and ensuring that WPFW will be here to chronicle the revolution. WPFW, Revolutionary Radio for Revolutionary Times. Big announcement. Home Rule Music Festival, in partnership with WPFW, presents an electrifying evening of music, culture, and community. Join us on Friday, February 23rd at Songbird Music House for the Home Rule Music Festival launch party and concert. Doors open at 7 p.m. 
Event starts at 8 p.m. Songbird is located at 540 Penn Street, Northeast, Washington, D.C. Special performances by the legendary Plunky from Oneness of Juju and the dynamic Brandon Woody's Up Indu. Plus, don't miss the exclusive screening of the captivating Blackfire documentary. Tickets are available at songbirddc.com. That's S-O-N-G-B-Y-R-D-D-C.com. On Friday, February 23rd, 8 p.m., Strathmore presents prolific drummer, producer, and composer, Micaiah McRaven. Blending jazz, hip-hop, and electronic elements into a modern, beat-driven sound, his latest album, In These Times, is the triumphant finale of a project more than seven years in the making. Inspired by both broader cultural struggles and his personal experience as a product of a multinational, working-class musician community, McRaven has a unique gift for collapsing space, destroying borders, and blending past, present, and future into post-genre, jazz-rooted, 21st century folk music. Micaiah McRaven, In These Times, One Night Only, Friday, February 23rd. Tickets.